Yo, what is going on, beautiful people? Welcome back to another episode of the Respect the Game podcast. As always, you know, we do not take any of you beautiful people taking out time and y'all beautiful day to listen to us. Uh, this episode this week, we uh, have a lot to talk about. Uh, my name is Edward, named after my father, uh, a true OG, great decision made by my mother. Shout out to my grandmother, too. Uh, and yeah, man, I'm going to kick it to my brother. Um, good evening, beautiful people. My name is Sedacious Xavier Miles, the one and only. And on behalf of me and my brother who was attending and the other brothers who are not here for whatever reason, I want to say thank you so much for continuing to tune in. And please continue to tune in. We love you so much. Take it away, bro. Yes, man. Uh, definitely. Uh, before we get started, make sure you uh, follow me at Emacs Stats for all your up-to-date sports coverage. Uh, whether that's at the high school level, the college level, and the pro level, make sure you follow uh, Sedacious at Sedacious and also at Live the Rapper. Um, nah. yeah, uh, right now, obviously, you know our our introductions are you know they seem a bit um, off cue. We're not at full strength this week. Uh, Christian is out this week, uh, and our other brothers, they're running behind, but uh, maybe they'll show up, hopefully. Uh, but, yo, uh, without further ado, without further ado, uh, Drake. Drake has been named Artist of the Decade. Sedacious, you are a artist yourself. What do you think about uh, this accomplishment for uh, Drizzy? Uh, honestly, bro, I, yeah, I am an artist, but I'm going to take my artist hat on, and I'm going to put my fan hat on. Uh, I've been a fan of this nigga since, um, what, comeback season, room for improvement. You pick whatever. But anyway, it's uh, it's justly due, of course. I mean, the nigga is really, like, kind of getting into his Michael Jackson kind of plateau. So, yeah, kudos. That's it. That's all I got to say. Uh, I don't want to do too much. That's it. But, yeah, well-deserved, of course. Is Drake the best rapper, like, taking away accolades, do you feel like Drake is by far, like, the best rapper when you talk about, like, that that tier, like, you talk about the Kobe, LeBron, Jordan era, uh, then you got, you know, that Jay-Z era, the Jay-Zs, the Nas's, then you transfer over to the Cole, Kendrick, Drake era, like, this, obviously, he had, he's a great he's a juggernaut of a commercial success but like apart from like the commercial do you think like drake is like no question undoubtedly the best rapper of like of his class no no not rapper musician yes not rap not by a long shot and uh i, I gotta leave it at that and, and any nigga who listens to rap and who is rapping would agree. Yes, no, not at all. He is not the best rapper in that in that three-headed monster, Drake, Cole, Kendrick. Like, no, come on. But as far as musician goes, like, yeah, he kind of got that leg up on him, which is why he is a little bit more world-renowned and a little bit more, like, world-class. So that's it. The nigga can sing to the women and can also rap some some shit to the niggas and that's it and you can't you can't lose with that for me like peace testing one two three can you hear me 
Yeah. Oh, my bad. Whoa, 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 whoa. I, I thought she was already queued up. Never mind. Shit, goddamn. I know I suck for life. Oh shit, bro. <laughs> so yeah, well, um, how you feeling about it? About Drake in a decade being the man of the decade and whatnot. Need yeah. some light, bro. Oh, I'm working on it, Playboy. Turn my sexy on. There you go. And what's the deal, Pickle? What'd you Drake, say, Playboy? I'm Drake, artist of the decade. How do you feel about it? Absolutely. Um, artists of the decade for, I'm very big on consistency and longevity to where sometimes that doesn't quite qualify for you to necessarily be the best rapper alive in, in a certain sense of lyrics and so on and so forth. So I will definitely give him that being the artist of the decade. I mean, his uh, songs have been featured on different levels. Uh, it's been in Spanish. It's been, um, been all across the world. He's worked with different kinds of artists. He's worked with UK artists. He's worked with, um, I mean, you name it, he's worked with them and he's willing to work with them and people want to work with them. Uh, it can be the hardest niggas in New York and Cali that respect them to the most music soul child type dudes that have equal amount of respect for him, for his singing abilities. It may not be the best, but the fact that he understands like how to control his voice and was willing to work on himself, it's like, He's ours. He's ours for a decade, and uh, quite arguably the goat to a certain extent as far as artists. You know, longevity. A lot of times when artists are uh, being given awards, I guess particularly uh, with uh, the Grammys, right? A lot of times the, the biggest fuss is like, "Yo, the people in those positions giving out those awards really don't know about the culture. They really aren't a part of the culture to be able to like." decide who are who is deserving of certain awards or whatever the case may be. Uh, I don't personally know who's behind that decision, you know, who, who who's behind that board of directors to be like, yo, we're going to uh, give Drake the artist of the decade. Though we've all agreed, very deserving. Um, is there anybody else? Um, and uh, is this through Billboard? Who, who's, who granted that award? Was it Billboard? Absolutely. Okay. okay, so uh, so with that, right, and talk about artists of the decade, right, wording is important. So, right, Sedacious, you was like, musician, yes, rapper, no. Artist of the decade, rapper of the decade. Um, is there any other, I guess, artists may not necessarily be rapper. Is there any other artist, Darnell, that, like, may come to your head to be like, yo, this person, if, if it didn't go to Drake, I wouldn't have been mad had it went to X artist. Absolutely not. The, long, the consistency is ridiculous. Every year you're going to find something from him, from a feature to an album to a mixtape. He's going to drop something almost every single year. 365 days within, and he's going to drop something. I mean, you drop a name, and I can think about it, but off top, Drake got it, man. Like, hate him or love him. Could have went into a 50 Cent bar. Haters love the underdogs on top. Absolutely. That's, that's what you're doing. <laughs> How you doing? Uh, Respect yeah, the game. Respect the game, people. 
True that, true that, true that. Uh, yo, so recently we had, uh, well, we in the, in the future people give us time. But uh, recently, Julio Jones was uh, called uh, called up on the phone by Shannon Sharp uh, live on the Undisputed show. Uh, Skip and Shannon were arguing, going back and forth on whether or not uh, how the Falcons were going to handle Julio Jones or if Julio wanted to stay there or if Julio Jones wanted to actually entertain and possibly go to the Cowboys. Um, and so that kind of led to, like, Skip, you crazy, Skip, you crazy. Like, I'll call him up right now and ask him. And so Shannon ended up calling up Julio. Uh, initially calling Julio, he did not let it be known immediately. Hey, I'm calling you live on air right now. We, I am on the show. We, everybody can hear you nationwide. He did not make that uh, clear when he initially called Julio Jones. Um, so he uh, ended up like, "Yo, bro, uh, you want to go to the? Uh, do you want to go to the Cowboys?" And he's like, "Nah, man, you know I ain't really on that or whatever." Da 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 da. And so uh, then Shannon Sharp ended up asking him about the Falcons, and Julio Jones was just like, no, nah, I'm out of there, man. And so uh, that was live on air, right? So, again, before Julio Jones said this, it was not made clear to him that he was live on air with the undisputed uh, TV show Fox Sports. Um, so in my mind, I don't like – now, it's, it's all, and before Julio Jones even said this on the show – it was already been reported and rumored that, like, yo, they, the Falcons are trying to shop around Julio. They're trying to find the best package for him or whatever. Falcons are trying to, like, move on, rebuild, so on and so forth. So him saying it, I, I don't I don't know if one would want to make it a big deal. Maybe for Atlanta Falcons fans, it's just like, oh, this is the real thing. He's really out of here. <laughs> but I don't know if it was that much of a big deal. Uh, but Sedacious, was it a big deal to you, yes or no? Um, and... I guess I would say, where do you want to see him go? But I feel like that's a rhetorical question. But <laughs> where would you like to see Julio Jones go? Um, I quite frankly don't really care, to be honest with you. Um, I still feel like it's stupid for the Falcons to not try to figure out some type of situation. But to hear that he's like, nah, I'm out of there. It's just like, hey, what what can you do? The nigga don't want to be there. But, like, um, I think Julio Jones, I ain't going to lie to you, I think he's starting to get to that point where he's, you know, oh, I hate to say this. I hate to say this shit. But it's like he's starting to seem like the one-trick pony that Des Bryant was starting to turn into after a while. And so it's just like, yeah, you can't separate, my guy. All you got is the, the all you got is the hype. You know what I'm saying? I don't, I don't want to talk down on no other man, but, like, I only go by what I see. And so everybody probably like, oh, why would the Falcons let him go and all this? But it's just like, bro, it's got, got young talent who's coming in and, you know, they're good. So why would they need him? So I don't, I don't, I don't that, I have no, 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 no horse in that race, so I don't, I don't care. Whoever Julio is, uh, as long as he don't go to Arizona, we good because he go to Arizona, they they go win the Super Bowl. <laughs> did you see? Go to Arizona, it's gonna further my pick. It's gonna it's gonna further my pick, man. I'm telling y'all, Arizona been my team since last year, and this I'm definitely rocking with him a little harder. This nigga is souped up. Since James White got there, I've been fucking with him. I'm scared for the Seahawks. 
Oh, but uh, Izzo, uh, how, how do you how do you feel about Julio? The whole like, oh, I'm out of here, man, and like, where would you like for him to go? Oh, maybe not. Where would you like to see him go? But like, who do you think he could actually like help? What do you think he would be a good fit at? Um, I think honestly, uh, I would like to see Julio with Bill Belichick. To be honest, with the Patriots, I think giving Cam Newton a weapon like Julio Jones to where, you know, Cam Newton's primary, I guess, flaw has been, you know, his accuracy and not being able to maybe put it on the money as well. You know, that's never really been a strong suit of his, but I feel as though with a catch radius like Julio and, you know, him just being an outstanding receiver and being, you know, top two in the league. And quite honestly, I don't think he's two in my personal opinion. I just think that'll be a, big help to that offense in addition to what they already did in the offseason. That two tight end combo is going to be crazy. Cam Newton with Josh, um, the uh, offensive coordinator, I believe his name, Josh McDaniels. Mm -hmm. I believe the creativity is still there. I feel like if he went to the Patriots, I feel like that'll be a huge deal. He he actually has been on record saying uh, he wanted to play with Cam Newton. So I don't think that's like out of the realm of possibility. Uh, so, all right, so suggestions, right? So we talk about trying to properly evaluate NFL players. You can't, you know, evaluate them like you do in the NBA. Um, so many variables, so on and so forth, right? So suggestions, you're saying that you feel like Julio Jones at this point in his career is a one-trick pony, right? Um, and Sean Hart- Did Julio go to the Chiefs? Yeah. <laughs> hey, the Bucks are doing it. Tom Brady is doing it. You can argue that he's amassed a super team within the receiving core. Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, AB. Jesus, what more do you need? Like, you don't, like, that's, if you give any quarterback that, like, that's going to be more than not a, a great year for anybody. Yeah, okay. So, right. So, so with that, right, if is a right, if Julio Jones he goes to the Patriots, Sedacious, you're saying he's a one-trick pony at this point in his career. But Izzo was saying maybe within their offense, Bill Belichick, Josh McDaniels, he'll also be an asset for Cam Newton. And so my foresight and how I'm thinking about it and just however the game may unfold, if Julio Jones was there, it's like, if they underperform, how can you go about saying, yo, Cam Newton doesn't have it anymore. He had Julio Jones and he still couldn't get the job done. Versus, yo, Cam Newton wasn't bad. Julio Jones is just a one-trick pony now. He's not who he used to be, so we can't who hold. Who the fuck is saying Julio dude. Jones is a one-trick pony? Somebody who so, so they just don't make me do that today with you because that's that's not the kind of conversation I want to have with you. Hey, about hey, Julio he, Jones being no, he being he being utilized in the offense that he's being ran that's being ran now in Atlanta. Calvin really is receiving a lot of the action, and Matt Ryan ain't who he used to be. Yes, they have Kyle Pitts now. That's really what's making Julio Jones expendable. His time has just been served. It's just like when Andre Johnson had to lead the Texans. It's just like when, 
you know, Red, even uh, Jerry Rice had to lead the 49ers. So that's just like everybody leads, bro. Bro, when Jerry Rice left it's the 49ers okay. and went to the Raiders, he was not the same Jerry Rice. He wasn't Julio Jones physically either. So let's not disrespect him. No, let's not do that. Stat-wise, Jerry is the GOAT. But physically, talent-wise, come on, bro. Jerry Rice ran a 4-6, 4-7, bro. He's not that guy. Physically, talent-wise, he's not, not that. He has legendary endurance. I know it. The heels, hands don't drop the pass. I give you that. But Julio is that nigga. Who you, the guy, the prototypical receiver that you want, bro. Like, he has no flaws. He can route run, he can do short, he can do intermediate. is taking up an extra DB. If he do that, they go double He get doubles. Actually, he don't get single cover, bro. And if he do get single cover, it's only, it's manned up against the best corner that they got on their team. And not many teams feel comfortable doing that. How many teams feel comfortable doing that? Leaving that uh, best corner on the no, island? I didn't see corners going one up with Julio, though. And sticky. You know what I mean? I seen, I seen them same niggas go up against your boy Justin Jeffries and get bunged. So it's just like, ah, uh, ah. Uh, so it, it's about the separation for me. You know, Julio ain't separating no more. And once you start stop, once you stop separating as a receiver, like Des Bryant, like Des Bryant was way leaner when he first came in. So he's separating a little bit more and he's using his body. But once he got fat and the nigga couldn't separate, it's like, oh yeah, yeah, you're done. Stick a fork. So Julio okay, well, not, that not that he got to Des It Bryant, makes sense to saying. somebody who doesn't know football, but me knowing football, I know that Julio Jones, one of his highest qualities coming out of the University of Alabama was he is a great route runner. He can run the route tree. He's not a one-trick pony. He can do short to intermediate, shallows, deep cross, deep overs, deep digs, posts, fades, comebacks. He's an all-purpose, whatever you need, however you want. He's just not being utilized in that fashion any longer because they have invested draft picks within bolstering that receiving core to help we're him, gonna, right? So they're paying more attention to the receiving, bro. If he goes, I mean, because we're just going to have to see when he goes to another team. I still got D-Hop with the best production coming out mm -hmm. the league next year. I don't see nobody outdoing him. Uh, but, yeah. I, I'm the one who got the Cardinals in the... It, I don't see it. Hey, well, do we remember my pick? Do we remember? It's, doc it's documented, is Okay, I'm just. <laughs> so I, I, for one, I'm foreseeing a great year because of Kyler Murray and DeAndre Hopkins, Ooh, and with the addition of AJ Green, somebody else who you said was trash. I did, did not forget that. I said AJ Green was trash. Well, you said something of the remnant of he was maybe washed up and past his prime as well. Oh yeah, maybe. You know what I'm saying? But I believe um, I he just was injured. And I think it was the case of I'm going to be injured because the Bengals fucking suck. And I'm not going to have them keep wasting my year. So I'll take damn near virtually a year and a half off, almost two years off, and still be fresh for when I actually do leave and go somewhere that I actually have a chance at winning, which is Arizona. Watch what I say. AJ Green, resurgent year. Believe that. Tell him. What, what do you think? Nice, bro. 
What do y'all think about possibly having um, Julio uh, with the Titans? I don't know if y'all seen AJ Brown like shoot uh, Julio DM making his uh, sales pitch. <laughs> I seen it. Uh, that's 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 a hell of a statement saying you going from Matt Ryan to uh, Ryan Tannehill, but in that system, Ryan Tannehill, I guess is has been more than serviceable. He's actually been great quarterback by the numbers. But, I mean, hey, shit, I think he'll look better throwing a Julio and uh, A.J. Brown, too, shit. That'll be a hell of a one-two combo. And I think they still got a uh, – what's the guy? That's uh, another nigga. <laughs> I'm sorry, um, his name Not Corey Graham, but um, – I believe it's another receiver that they drafted pretty high for the Titans. Corey wow. Davis. That's who I'm thinking about. Yeah. So what's up with these playoffs, though? All right. So, right. So that, that brings me to uh, my kind sir, uh, Black Peace. Darnell. Why, <laughs> why do you believe? No, I want to say, why do you believe? What do you see? Well, yes, believe. What do you see that makes you believe in the Denver Nuggets? Not as a whole or winning a championship, but just overcoming the Portland Trailblazers. One thing the obvious is they're better seated. You know, it's not everything, but it's just a common fact. But uh, also the fact that I, I, I fell in love with the, the gamemanship and leadership of Nikolai Jokic, plain and simple, man. Like, I believe he actually has a chance to lead them to a championship. Within the last five years, he's got them to uh, playoffs, uh, number two seed back-to-back, and also to a Western Conference championship game with the champions. You know, and I mean – come back, what is it, um, down one, three, twice in a row. It's one of the things where it's like that team, they, the way they're building their team, especially around that one in particular player, it just feels like success. It's just one of those success stories that you overlook. It, it gives me that vibe of the uh, Detroit Pistons from uh, yesteryear. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, they ain't this, they ain't that, they ain't all glitz and glamour. If you sit down and watch them play, you will be entertained and they can get the job done. But circle back around to just, you know, finish it up, I feel like, for one thing, this is a rivalry, and everybody knows rivalries can go anyway. They've been seeing each other in the playoffs for the last three years straight, if I'm not mistaken. And I do feel like this is one of those one of those situations where, shoot, man, it's gonna it's not gonna be easy for a first round, but they definitely I feel like they're definitely gonna be able to get it done. You know, there are no X, X Y, and Z factors, but I just feel like they have what it takes. They have their they're a good team, man. There's no way else, no other way to explain it from my view. All right, so you got them. All right, so all right, the world knows I'm I'm a Damian Lillard like stand. That's fine, but like, so my thing is, one, they don't have Jamal Murray, so and you still believe in them. You got to um, man, loyalty. Oh no, nah, you crazy, bro. They 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 going down. <laughs> they get past the Blazers second round. They still maintain a third seed, though, despite him going down, though. Come on, man. Uh, hey, okay, 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 okay. 
third seed, whatever, like the Lakers are a seven seed and they're still the favorites. Uh, uh, Portland was a three seed on the side, maybe the second year, and then they got swept by a six seed, that being the Pelicans. Right. So here's my thing. Like, here's what it like really like boils down to me uh, overall. So I am taking absolutely Nathaniel away from the Joker. He is the absolute truth. My favorite center in the game. Uh, heartbreaking when I when I have to see the fact that like damn, we had to get um, Nurkic <laughs> in that deal with, with uh, us having him in Portland. Not taking nothing away from the Joker. What I feel like you are overlooking, and yes, in regular season, teams don't have to prepare as much on a night-to-night basis. What I always say when it comes down to the playoffs, nothing I love more than a six min- it's six minutes, it's a tie game, the game slows down, it's half court. I know what you're going to do. You know what we're going to do, simple and plain. You have your star, we have our star, and – those stars may cancel each other out sometimes, but like, I don't see why you believe in jo- the Joker's other guys compared to Dane's other guys. None of them, that, none of them, none of them are potential all stars. McCullum is always like there on; like he's always like on the fringe of maybe being an all star. But the West is tough. We know that you got. Melo, already a Hall of Famer. We know at any given moment, I mean, and Melo, one may try to argue that maybe he's like a fourth option depending on how well uh, Yerkit, uh, uh, what, what you call it, is playing. Nurkic. Nurkic is playing. But, like, bro, like, Dane will find a way. And then also this too, right? Sometimes you we can know, all right, you're trying to run your play, you're trying to run a set, but, like, how many more players – on Portland do you have that can get their own shot compared to them having to run their entire offense through the Joker? You know Joker. It's unorthodox. Huh? Unorthodox. Unorthodox. What what do you mean by that? Who runs their offense through a center, period. Okay. I mean, some people did that back in the day. I mean, how came the dream, the Rockets did it, then you had – Which won them what? A championship, but okay, but who would they through, play through a center only time? with a bunch of bullshit players? You can ask any any person that you know. Realistically, outside of us being Houstonians and loving our Houston Houston Rockets, they will tell you it was Olajuwon and a bunch of crappy ass players with him. You can argue, yes, Clyde. You can argue certain players, Robert Ory. Don't get me wrong, but overall, it was it was him. It was him alone. Like Kenny Smith you know the scene. Kenny, you got to give credit to Kenny, but goddamn, come on, dog. It's like, like, I want, ain't the first thing popping your head. You know what I'm saying? Okay. That's what I'm looking at it as. It's unorthodox, okay. and it can be done, and I feel like in the game that it is now, it can, it can possibly be, be done. It's not going to possibly be done in this day and age of the game because though you have centers somewhat semi on the rise, Joel Embiid, the Joker, like if you had, if I had if you had to put up the joke, I mean Embiid and the Sixers up against the Denver Nuggets and the Joker, I'm going to take the 76ers because of who they have around them compared to this still a fairly I want to say fairly young core. They still been coming up together, but like yo, game one, game one, and now the series is currently tied one apiece. Portland blew them out. Denver came back and blew uh, Portland out. 
Joker, the offense is too reliant on the Joker. Joker not only, Darnell, has to have a 30 ball and maybe 15 rebounds, but you also got to count on him to facilitate. He had a season low in game one of one assist, a season low the entire year because because the other guys were just mentally checked out of whatever they had going on. All I'm it saying happens is, to the best. It, it happens to the best okay, all the okay, time. But, but their other guys are not the best. Their other guys right. are it, not the best. On there are plenty of situations like this all the time. Why is this such a key thing on the Devin Nugget? This happens all the time. I think, and then uh, if people still don't count them I out. Think for who should be, I think who should be an honorable mention is Michael Porter Jr. I should. I think. We, uh, we yeah, got, we need to stop disrespecting him. Though. We definitely got to no, hold on. Back. Hold on. Now, sedation. That's fair. Izzo. Michael Porter Jr. That's fair. Is he there yet? No, but does that not? But does that does that mean he still can't have an impact on this game? No, he could still very well come alive in these playoffs and have a good game. But like Darnell said, right now the offense is centered around uh, the Joker. And when I watch Michael Porter Jr. play, he wants this to be his team. Like he wants this to be his. What do you think Kenny Smith was doing? <laughs> Kenny Smith was a point guard. He was, yeah, no, I think he was doing it playing with Kim, Kim Olajuwon. He's like, no, fuck that. I want this to be my team. And he had to step up to the plate, whether he was already right. a star or not. So I feel Come like on, it, man. I'm I giving like you the fact that it's hard for you to swallow. It's really Damon Mello versus Jokic, uh, Jokic and Michael Porter Jr. It's whoever going, whichever two tandem, whatever tandem going to show up on whatever night. Whatever no, no, I, I can't. I, I, and you talk about giving Michael Porter Jr. like honorable mentions. Like, I can't allow you to gloss over his B. I'll come there because you're talking about Kenny Smith, nigga. He wasn't shit, nigga, compared to what Elijah <laughs> had to do and what Clyde had to do. Even with, uh, what? Bernie Maxwell. I'm rock with him over, uh, what you call it, man? Chill out. But, uh, but, uh, not, 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 not Dame and Melo sedations. I do believe of uh, uh, their success is highly predicated on if Dame just so happens to have like an off night and he only only has twenty points. Like you do need CJ McCollum to come through and have one of those like great backcourt. Like that's why we got you right, uh, tag team tandem. So like I would say Dame and McCollum versus Joker and. Uh, Michael Porter Jr., but like I feel like the X factors are both teams' other guys, the bench, those X factors. And on top of Dane, I just trust, like I said, I feel like uh, the Portland Trailblazers are the uh, two, the Portland Trailblazers to the Denver Nuggets are LeBron James to anybody in the Eastern Conference. That's just how I feel. Um, I think that will be shown. I don't care how beautiful Darnell you think they play and smooth in offense, but sometimes it just comes down simply to like who can get a bucket. Now, don't get me wrong. So like, you rely on McCullough to be consistent, and you rely Always. on Denver's bench to be consistent. They they came out of one three slumps twice in a row. Combined against who? Against who? <laughs> I mean, I mean last time I checked, I never seen, I never seen the Blazers come believe? out of a situation of that oh, nature. Okay, so, okay. Period. But that same team, they get ahead, in, they win. The they get down, they lose. Period. It's not that far different from the same team that lost the game seven. I want to say home court against this same Portland team, or maybe not, maybe not the same team, but now they got mellow. But I mean, we could talk about that all day. That was experience and seeding. 
Just like you know, you want you want to ignore okay. them, but they don't they experience getting their ass whooped again and getting bounced out <laughs> in the first round by the Denver. By, by it's just personal. It's your favorite team, and you can't get over the fact that I treat. No, them it's, it's not personal. I just don't. I really struggle with your belief in them again. Not Joker, but I struggle with your belief in them. You like how you're supposed to carry this inconsistent team. You a Trailblazer fan? I'm a by by no, default. He's a Dame Dollar fan. By okay. default, Dame. Yeah. All right. All right. Respect. Respect. All right. Yeah, that's that's gonna that's gonna be a tough one. So what y'all got? Nuggets and seven. Lose me. Portland and seven. Fucking news me. Nuggets and six, man. Six. <laughs> like giving y'all seven. But you yeah, like giving y'all seven. This game. Oh. Uh, for the sake of obviously, I got like Portland. I really wanted us to whoop y'all ass because I knew we was gonna sweep y'all. I got us in. I got us in. I got us in six. We're gonna win both games going back to Portland. Have y'all three one. Y'all may take game five, and we'll definitely get y'all up out of here. Uh, game six. That's the most. We're gonna revisit this. <laughs> we're gonna revisit this, and I want you to tell me what we're two games in. Beloved team. <laughs> I'll tell uh, you. I said it's, it's going to seven games. Either way. Okay. I like that. Three games, four games, Portland is six. <laughs> <laughs> Dame, 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 time, his time, May time, Portland going to win the series. But, uh, you know what? Yeah, you know what? That's all, a, that's all a joke. Who's next? Uh, so, <laughs> right now, we have a hundred and twenty-four. The Brooklyn Nets whooping the asses of the Boston Celtics, one twenty-four to ninety-nine, with three minutes left. Uh, Brooklyn had a hundred points uh, in the third quarter. Um, and I like X's and O's games and like tacticalness of like you know the uh, NBA and That's the playoffs. Like killing me on fantasy right now. I just know it. Jason Tatum is. <laughs> uh, let me see what he got for you, Rose. Jason Tatum, Jason Tatum, they had, he is three for 12 from the field, one for three from three, two for two. He got nine points. Yikes. Yeah, I don't know if he got hurt. I seen on the TV just now, he kind of was like looking frustrated on the bench. I don't know if that's injury, but at this point, I'm pretty sure he's not even in the game. He's only played 21 minutes so far. Uh but, yeah, uh, but like I was saying, man, I like, you know, the strategicness of, like, the X's and O's with certain games. But, like, and, like, I don't want to just, like, give it to the <laughs> to the Nets. But, like, God damn, man. No, that's when you slept. <laughs> it's up the first week. Um, so we can, we can sweep Phoenix, but they're not having that shit. Nah, not at all. Uh, yeah, that's, 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 I can't that, would, that would make go to It's six, not so sweet. It's a seven. It's not it's going five. Yep, one or two games. They boy could be like it's a five. <laughs> oh, the Suns up one. <laughs> I ain't gonna yeah. lie to y'all. The Lakers no, you can't... have to lose for me to be like, damn, okay, they lost. Like they could go down 0-3 any series, and I'd be like, Yeah, yeah not over. LeBron. They gotta be all the way. <laughs> yeah, like LeBron, LeBron right? James. LeBron James. Come on, bro. I gotta really believe that LeBron's gonna go home early. <laughs> like, no, I bet yeah, my man. bottom dollar that these niggas with the four one is still a sweep in LeBron James' book. Say that again. Four one is is technically a sweep in LeBron James' book. That's how it goes. Yeah. So yeah. technically, it still can be a sweep. 
even being gentlemen number one seed. Gentlemen, I ain't gonna lie to y'all. They can lose game two. No, I can't even say the gentleman. That's I can't. You gotta put LeBron's name on that one. You kind of claim that shit. <laughs> they can lose game two, and I still wouldn't be scared. Cause see, then what they gotta do is scared, bro. They gotta win. They gotta they gotta lose the two games in LA, and they gotta go home and win that game. Now that's that's the game you gotta win. Game five, you don't take that at home. Come on, man. But due to COVID, do you well think that makes well a difference? His flow. Yeah. But due to COVID, yeah, did the crowd not be in that makes a difference? Here, oh, or LA. Say that again, Dices. I don't think we should talk about Brooklyn and LA because we both, well, I think all of us agree on that. But your boy Trey look all right. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. I like when he hit that shot. He was like, it's awfully fucking quiet in here. <laughs> he was in the garden. Yo, it's quiet as motherfucker. I was watching Spike Lee uh pregame. He was like literally trying to like talk to Julius Rondo, who uh, just by the way won most improved player. Um, for those who didn't know, and you also have uh Jordan Clarkson, who uh was named sixth man of the year for the Utah Jazz. Hey. Um, uh, and all ex Lakers players, by the way, the true indeed, who were who were around Kobe uh in his last season. Uh, so shout out to them for the Mamba mentality. Um, I lost my train of thought, but and what was we talking about? New York Knicks and uh, Atlanta. Oh yeah, Spike Lee. Yo, I was watching a pregame. He was talking uh, of game one. And he was talking to Julius Rondo like he like was a part of the game plan. <laughs> like he knew the game plan. He, I, I don't know, I couldn't hear, it, but he was just bothering me like, yo. I need y'all to boom, 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 like make sure. I'm like Spike, chill, bro. Get your ass down, boy. You gonna have a no, little no. bit more wait. Right, uh, yeah, but not that no. Game, Spike got that respect. You ain't love with Reggie Miller. No, Spike. No, Spike got that respect though. Yeah, yeah. Check back on these celebs, man. Know, Phil, Phil Nicholson. You, you know, he finna get the Reggie Miller. <laughs> what he finna He'll do? take that every day. That's a loyal fan. That's what you okay, do. Yeah. No, but that doesn't that doesn't fare well for the players who have to actually guard that person. Thank you. Thank you play you. the game to win. Thank you. Well, you're not playing. You're not playing at all. You're not playing. You don't have to answer those media questions. You don't have to answer those media questions at the end of the game. Spike go home and finish writing whatever script he's working on. Like, don't you know what I'm saying? But and uh, I can't be like, I don't know. I guess Spike said some shit to him and he got mad and just torched me. I can't say that. <laughs> um, but here's here's something I think everybody should take into like strong consideration uh in this year of the playoffs. I feel like with everything uh like a year from a, a year ago, being in the NBA bubble and like literally you had to eat, sleep, think, and breathe basketball, uh, outside of obviously like all the social justice and George Floyd and so forth. Uh back in the bubble, like I feel like their mind and their focus had went to a different stratosphere because they didn't have the normal outlets that they normally do have during the playoffs. So, like, whether that was relieving tension in games, so guys was going off to see how Donovan Mitchell and Jamal Murray were last year. Um, compared to this year where it's just like, 
back to normal circumstances. I'm out in the free world. We lose. Eh, I can go where, wherever I want to go. If we win, cool. I still get to see my family. So it's just like, I feel like there was a certain energy and tension built up in the NBA bubble that allowed players to play at such a high level. Because like you look at, like you look at teams like the Miami Heat, like, like people kind of was like, you know, right, before, the Nets, at? before the Nets, like teams were looking at them like, yo, they can restructure some stuff and woo 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 And, like, right now they down 0-2. I believe that was the case last year. I like, like that team better with Oladipo. Oladipo going down was actually huge for them in this series because that was going to be somebody that was going to be able to match up, um, theoretically speaking, with Drew Holiday. And um, they just don't have the horses right now. And that's, that's, that's getting exposed. Drew Holiday and P.J. Tucker were major additions, more so Drew Holiday. But what he's been able to do offensively and defensively, he's just been uh, a fit to that team, hand in glove. Uh, piggying back to the best acquisition this year. Hmm? I'm just a piggyback off my boy Sean Hart. That was like one of the two best acquisitions all year. But go ahead, bro. Oh, well, yeah, no. Nah, so, uh, defensively, talking about. Uh, um, Drew Holiday, yes. <laughs> Defensively, right? So uh defensive running, you have uh Ben Simmons, Rudy Gobert. I forget the third finalist. Sorry for our listeners. But uh it's been regarded for quite some time like that the best defensive player on-ball defensive player is without a shot of a doubt, respect given amongst his peers like Drew Holiday. And I sometimes feel like with um, awards of like like the defensive MVP, like sometimes they tend to only like stay restricted and like that big, like amongst the bigs. Um, kind of ventured Three, out. Threes, know, fours, and fives. Basically. Yeah, three, fours, and fives or whatever. And I kind of feel like, Sometimes I feel like the voters may just be lazy and like deciding who they want to win that. You know what I'm saying? Well, not in the sense because most times if a three, four, five get it, they're either um, a huge rim protector or a defensive anchor or somebody who's like a Swiss Army knife and can defend all five positions, like a Kawhi or a Draymond or somebody like that. Yeah, but like a slight argument towards like like the rim protector, right? Like. If we look at like how advanced this game is, oh, and how, I, I'm with you on how that argument, smooth, bro. Like how, how I won't say easy, but the craftsmanship of guys finishing around the basket, like at this day and age, like what is truly like a rim protector when guys taking contact, when guys actually want the mismatch and want to meet the big at the rim. You know what I'm saying? Um, but yeah, I mean, I would just like to see somebody like Drew Holiday. Like, I know sometimes awards ain't everything, and like I said, he got the respect from his peers. But I would kind of just like to not see like even maybe players. PJ Tucker, maybe a couple PJ years. Tucker, like even like those runs with the Rockets, absolutely right. Yeah. Uh, um, so yeah, I, I would like to see that that uh, avenue of a, of the award like kind of opened up a little bit more, and not kind of just restricted down to like guys in the paint, so uh, so forth. Um, but, yeah, yeah, salute to Gerardo. You also have to think about – you also have to think about how many points do bigs average, you know what I'm saying, amongst with the steals and blocks, you know what I'm saying? 
So it's kind of one of those things where you got to give a big salute to Drew Holiday because he happened to hold these 30-point-a-game, 25-point-a-game, 40-point-a-game point guards. And he's able to, you know, minimize those to a certain amount. That's why he's getting that attention. Not only steals and blocks, but it's like holding your opponent to a certain amount of points matters. And at the end of the day, like I said, shooting guards and point guards are the hardest, you know, uh, players on the uh, court to even hold. So that's why it's that, in, that imbalance. That's why Tony Allen back in the day got the award because he had to hold Kobe. He had to hold LeBron. He had to hold anybody that was practically on the court, mostly guards. And like I said, guards are quick. They can shoot threes. They can get off screens. There's so many things they can do, and it's hard for them to stop. It's to where it's like, damn, dude, it's like, how can you give it to a small when these, these, these point guards are making 30 points a game, 25? 20. Yeah, nobody's stopping you know? nobody when it comes to when it comes to wings and point guards. Nobody's stopping nobody. But when it comes to that paint, like nobody gets nothing with Rudy Gobert. I'm sorry. I'm looking for him and Giannis to always always win defensive player of the year. Like you only have a handful of bigs that average over 25 points a game, barely a handful. So right. it, it's one of those things where it just kind of evens it out. It, Dre, big salute to Dre Root. Draymond Green is the uh, is the other uh, finalist for defensive player of the year, who's very of deserving, course. like guarding guarding those of course. down there in the paint, and he's a whole like three guard. He did the Anthony Davis. Look big, he on guards. I think he Anthony Davis is still feeling the effects of Draymond Green's defense. All from all the way to play in the game. <laughs> yeah, oh. man. Uh, Right now, so uh, our uh, MVP finalists, Nikola Jokic, the Joker, Joel Embiid, Stephen Curry. He, so, talking about Steph right now. Does Steph deserve the MVP? No. Wait, hold on. <laughs> some, right, some people, like, and then... And an issue argument towards that for whoever may say, no, not saying you specifically, Sedacious, is like, Oh, they didn't make the playoffs. But had we not been having the play-in tournament this year by seeding, the Warriors would have been in the playoffs. Uh, but I just want to throw that out there before we dig into that conversation. So that's as you said, Steph doesn't deserve it. Why not? No, when he got it, when it was unanimous, the first one ever, of course, that nigga was tortured from year start to year in. But, no, it was ass for a good little while. Don't just, I ain't forgot, bro. That's what be killing me, bro. People, like, instantly forget that they was ass. You know, before LeBron and AD went down, we was holding it down. And they was down there. You know what I mean? So, yeah, don't get me wrong. He did some amazing shit to get them to where they was within one game to be in the playoffs. Towards the end of the season. But no, no. That boy, I'm sorry. Jokic deserves it, bro. Like, I'm sorry. He deserves it. You know what I mean? Like, he, he only missed one game. He only missed one. And then when Jamal Murray went down, he was like, oh, what y'all think? That, that's going to change? No, we're going to still finish number one. The fuck? I don't care if they get beat out, bro. They should not rob this man. And I'm going to say he got robbed. I'm going to say it. I'm going to say it. I'm gonna, just like they did with LeBron and James Harden and LeBron and Giannis. LeBron gets robbed. I'm going to say they robbed that man. And I'm gonna say it was from he was because he was from Serbia too. That's what I'm gonna say. Black Black Peace, uh, Nicola, Joel, Steph. 
who should the MVP go to? Believe now you're gonna be confused. I say Steph. The reason why is because <laughs> dependability upon the player for the team. You're the most valuable player. Not stats, not this. Like, what do you mean to that team? And that's always the biggest argument. Now, can I please interject? True, true, true. We've seen how garbage that Golden State can be. We've seen how garbage Golden State can be. And with the odds against him. That's a lot of pressure knowing that you're the number one person that you're going to go to to score and still be able to put up 50 points a game. Yes, you guys were ass. But that's he didn't what put up no the sweetness of it. Game. I know that's hyperbole, but shit. No, no, of out. course not. But the ability to still be able to do it. You're the number one person that, that can score and you can't stop him? Come on now. The number one person. One person. I understand your argument. Who else that team can score? was a bit much. That's all. But take off. That's how I look at it. Like, with the, you know what I'm saying? I'm looking at, like, who else is going to be able to help? Like, that's the only option you got. Now, I'm not saying that Denver doesn't. I, I exclude Embiid and them because I feel like that's a good team. I, I don't believe in an MVP on a good team. That's just me. I don't believe in that. I believe you have to be the main reason why they did they got to where they got, to the level where they got. Now, I will not be disappointed. I will not be disappointed if Jokic gets it. Okay. Okay. At this point, now it's like, yeah, y'all both did the same thing, but who had the, like, better difference no, in, bro, like, bro, change in game? Bro, they didn't do the same thing, bro. They didn't do the same thing, bro. You know what I'm saying? Jokic held the mantle all the way through. You know what I'm saying? Steph had to do miraculous Steph shit to, to pull him out of a hole. And then they still didn't make it into the until what you got to... Come on, bro. How you going to get an MVP to a nigga that didn't make the playoffs? But go ahead. Here's talk. what I'm <laughs> So, Darnell, and I want you to see what you mean, though. Steph did all of this, but, like, at what point does, like, being the best, like, valuable means that, like, you're bringing value and Ws, right? Like, Steph was great. That's, and, and I believe that's um, that invisible line of symmetry, right, where, some people's definition of value differs from the other, right? So Darnell sees value in the sense of this team can't literally do anything without you. And for even them to be within the position that they are, you know, is a miracle from by which that singular player would your definition of value, Edward, however, is you're bringing value to my team by the ultimate purpose of basketball, which is to win. Is a team sport, right? So, the ultimate value in which we're valuing is winning. At the end of the day, so we're and putting Izzo, winning Izzo, the main Izzo, value Izzo. over everything, right? Izzo, let me cut you off. So, like, not only that, not only that, I believe that you articulated that beautifully, but if we talking about like continuing to add value, Darnell. They run this offense through the Denver Nuggets for the Joker, and he's the leading assist guy on this team, making players around him better and getting involved. Steph got a green light. Of course he's going to average 30-something plus, but is he truly making everybody around him better, adding value to his teammates, or do they just pass him the ball and watch him go to work? 
like is that like I mean like because sometimes I feel like I feel like there's a recency bias towards the end of the year. I'm not saying in no way, shape, or form Steph wasn't like balling out, but like like that was at the end of the year. Like Sadesha said, they were at like MVPs throughout the season. Like we can't throw a blind eye to before the all-star break and everything else. And Steph was out throughout games and stuff. Like it's not like Steph played the whole some 72. Like he was hurt, he was injured. Nikola Jokic has been consistent in out in and out all this season. And like we're just supposed to like be like Steph. Sometimes I just feel like for Steph, like it's more flashy for people. Like obviously we're going to see Steph on Sports Center way more than we're going to see Nikola Jokic. And so people are going to like implement that in their brands and be like, yeah, Steph MVP. But it's like no, like let's really like let's not be programming. Like let's really dig behind beneath the surface and like really like look at value. You know what I'm saying? But uh, to to I, I guess I ain't gonna lie. Now I'm thinking about it too, to defend that point, though. I don't see Nikola Jokic doing some Steph Curry shit with the Utah Jazz to get them in the play-in game. But that's just some That's just because you're spectacular. We're not going to give you an MVP because you're spectacular, man. No. What, what did you do when the season started up until that point? With, had you not – had you been consistent like Nikola Jokic, you wouldn't have had to do that spectacular shit in April going into March. The – you know, it is what it is. I'm sorry, you cold. You I mean, are, because right, look, I mean, look, hold on, stuff. this too. Okay, why is not? Why is not? Um, I'm gonna just say this, and you got it. Is a uh, why is not? Um, Bradley Bill in that same conversation. They started off as two, wasn't playing defense, and he was running neck and neck with Steph to uh beat to win out the league. Uh, leading the a league scoring title. And, uh, I was actually this, thinking about that when uh Darnell was making his argument. And for that argument, right, so Bradley Bill had one of the better years last year, right? But just, you know, missing the playoffs, you know, um, you know, still within that uh, failing effort. So the same fate has yet come upon Stephen Wardell Curry. The baby face is okay, me... Sinker of threes and okay. splashes. So listen Okay, here. okay, okay. So let me, let me, let me, hold on, wait. So... In that regard, I would have to more so side with Edward on his point in value. So Steph isn't going to get it. I feel like Steph is the people's champ MVP, right? Amongst yes. his peers, right? But like yes. in regards to how the award is usually divvied out and what you have to do to accomplish that, to have his team within the spot that he has them, with Jamal Murray still falling down, Nikola Jokic is probably going to get the MVP. Is like, like, you say probably, bro, and like I really feel like if it he, he's got to get that. <laughs> I hope so because and oh, also bro. another stat. Uh, I'm uh, you got it, D. After this, another stat is like when we talk about the value, the value of <laughs> winning, right? <laughs> the value of winning. If you, go, I want to say up until, I want to say going back to LeBron James, maybe that 2010 or 2011 season when uh, D-Rose had won the MVP all the way up until uh, now. From when D-Rose first won it, I believe he was like 21. They was like the first seed or second seed that year. Up until Westbrook won it, when he averaged the season, averaging a triple-double, they were the sixth seed. Every Now, since that time when Westbrook won the MVP and they were a sixth seed, every, every, every moment after that, the MVP has went to a one or two seed. So... 
if this MVP award goes to I mean, <laughs> ground, groundbreaking, groundbreaking stuff happens in the NBA all the time. There's a first time for everything. But if this MVP goes to Stephen Curry, and I guess you could say he was an AC because if you take away the, the play-in tournament, they were in the playoff. But if this trophy, this award goes to an AC, I feel like that's going to throw a big-ass monkey wrench in, like, really evaluating MVP. But people may just say Steph Curry is that great, but I'm gonna cash out your dollars out there. But they they give it to Steph. Like, God damn it. Yo, the thing about it is too though, MVP. What? Do you, how do you describe a person's MVP year? You say that right? Their MVP year. It has to differ from their other years. It has to be significantly different. That's why LeBron doesn't get as many nominations because LeBron's consistently great. He, he's you know. He's already established his house. Dog he is. No, 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 no. Listen, you gotta hear me out. I know it sounds retarded, but that's the that's what they're viewing it too. Like, okay, LeBron is amazing every single time he steps on that damn court. Yes, right or wrong. He's the most probably the best player on the court almost 98% of the time, right? Yeah. Why is he not MVP every single day, every single year? Because he doesn't do dramatic or over the top or have to do so much every single year. He's just consistently great. That's how I feel about Nikolai. Nikolai has always had triple doubles, won games, assists. You know, you know Murray has not been consistent. Yes, he's great. He's a good point guard, but he has not been enough to be like, man, you need Murray. Yeah, he can. Jokic can. I always believe Jokic can flourish without him. Can still do his thing. You know what I'm saying? So that's the it's thing been about proven. it. It's, and and that and that's the thing about it. He's always can be able to do that just being him. Yes, it was a great year. But at the end of the day, Steph did some shit that was just like, what the fuck? Like, that was, you got to give it to this man. But that, here's the thing, that's what too, separates. Here's the thing, too. When, you, when like, people have talked about Denver before in the past, it's always been, like, that neck and neck and, like, all right, this is both of their team. This is the Joker and this is Murray's team. Like, I think it's a far-gone conclusion now with Murray being out for the substantial amount of time that he has and how, how close the West was. And for Joker to be able to hold the team, I think it should be a foregone conclusion. They're like, yo, this is Joker's team. And with, with or without their second best player, that being Jamal Murray, he's still going to get them, you know, high, a high ranking seed. You can't, I don't think you can disrespect the game like that, bro. I, I just don't. For the bubble performance, you was not thinking about Jamal Murray at this level. You cannot lie to yourself. Everybody knew he was like an iffy. Maybe we should trade for him. Maybe we should do this or that. He was and I'm never, gonna keep it a ever. buck with you. I'm gonna keep it a buck with you. And we've had these conversations. I was just like, bro, I'm sorry, but I still don't believe in him like that. I think, like I said, under all that they were under in the bubble, their mindset and like their focus on a different stratosphere. The balloon is bust. I mean, exactly. I with that being said, it's always been Jokic. Murray showed up to the party. He's never been the party. So to get off of that situation. Hey, come on, bro. Yes, he's had some amazing games, but he's never been the party. Jokic has always been the party. He's always been a Jokic party, and he, he gets the number but one. But the invite. narrative has always <laughs> the narrative has mostly been that it's been a Murray party. No, Darnell's right. It's always been a it's just like, Jokic party in Denver. It's just Jamal so, Murray. Jamal he's, Murray has he kind of exceeded expectations significantly and blossomed into something that they really didn't. I don't think foresaw at first. So it was like a very pleasant surprise to see Jamal Murray to kind of, you know, form into one of the better combo guards that we have in the league. You know, him just being able to score 
and just uh, impact the game um, and his shooting ability. So um, I, I honestly think with Michael Porter Jr., um, you know, emerging, but one can make the argument that uh, Michael Porter Jr. wouldn't really have the chance to have shown that he has that type of scoring prowess if Jamal Murray was still, you know, healthy and playing because Jamal Murray, for, you know, most nights can go for 30, you know, easily. Like, you know, he, he has proven that over the last, you know, two, three years that, hey, he can consistently, you know, if need be, he can, you know, go get that in the game. You know, he, he like I said, I, I'm not going to say he's top five for sure, but he's definitely a young and up and coming, you know, star in the league, especially at the, you know, combo guard position. Damn, you don't get it, man. No respect. This is all I'm saying, Izzo, is it relates to Jamal Murray. He was 50 a few times. He belongs in the league. He's not trash. Oh, not. That's disrespectful, bro. No, I'm not saying he's trash. I, I just feel like people Is see he him not French all-star material every, like, these last few seasons? Listen to what you just said. Say that statement again and tell in the West, bro. Look who's been in the West these last few years. You done had Steph, James, Clay. You're not getting in over these people. Dame, you're not getting in over these people, bro. It's almost like a, a rice of passage. Not to say that those players aren't great, but it's like, Jamal Murray, you're really good. In a world where these guys don't exist, you're next up, brother. But it's like... <laughs> Unfortunately, these guys do exist. That are, <laughs> dare I say, not even dare I say, but they're better than you, right? Like, but Jamal Murray, I believe on that Nuggets team, they would have had a chance this year. They would have had a chance. How? I'm not sure. Jamal Murray's been uh, in the league what five, six years now. Yes, something like that. Okay, and I think he's been able to have, hold the position of a starter since he's been with the Denver Nuggets. Is that uh, maybe, maybe, maybe he's been starting the last four years. Um, and I think it's also fair to say that before the Joker, this had been his team. Uh, yeah, he's had, for the, sure. he's no, had I, the green I, light, he's, he's had the green light over this been, this been team. Yeah, I know it. Right. The team has been young, you know, they they rebuilding, they got rid of the, uh Harris and so forth and other players. Um, and so I like Gary Harris, just was injury prone. Yeah, I agree with you, Izzo. Uh, so, it's still early in Jamal Murray's career. Don't, do y'all feel like last year, do y'all feel like he turned the corner last year in the bubble, or do y'all think that was just a moment? Uh, I believe that's really him, because if you see what he was doing before he got hurt, man, that was balling, bro. Like, I, I don't know if you need to go back and check some stats, but, no, gonna, bro, he was balling this if, year. If so Utah like, finds a way to keep Michael Porter, Jamal Murray and Nikola Jokic, they're going to win. That is going to be potentially be lethal. And they still got Paul Millsap, bro. Quiet as kept. They're going to be like on some, some Warriors type, young Warriors type shit, though. I'm telling you, bro. Like, don't. Be, I, and I they got my, Aaron Gordon. I'm tripping. Like, they really low key loaded. And they still got Bow Bow. Yeah. E? That's a dangerous team. That's too much. Hey, Bobo, that's too much. All I'm saying, I don't think, I don't know. You better look at brother. Because if they develop. With that being said, with that being said, that team cannot be garbage. 
They will be super yeah. duper garbage without Nikolai Jokic. They'll be bad, but not garbage. We've seen that the Warriors were garbage without. They got Will Barton coming back off an of injury. They don't have no weak spots in their team, bro. The weakest link on their team is Compazzo, and he's a rookie, a thirty-year-old rookie. He's not really a rookie, but yeah, he's not. He's a very rookie starter. This <laughs> is first year on the NBA, international but he's stage, polished overseas. Absolutely. That's why I say he's a 30-year-old rookie. He's a special yeah. case, but but I'm saying as far as just that team, he's he's probably the weakest link on it. So now bringing that back, the fact that he always gets triple doubles, he's always been a over 25 point every hit when he feels like it. Get he can get those assists up when he feels like it. That's who he is. And he has a good team around him. Steph has Wiggins. Steph has Draymond shooting half court. Steph I ain't gonna has, lie to you though. But if Clay uh, come back, they could be in the conference finals playing the niggas. <laughs> you the second thing I heard say that this week. Thank you, bro. God damn it. Who is going to stop? Bro, just think about all these games that been in and they've been close. Bro, <laughs> game six, Clay. Only person that they can rely on. Bro, they are whooping teams handedly if like Clay plays. Am I lying, Edward? Look how close it's been this year. That's the scary part. Come on, Thank you, bro. I appreciate you. Do, do people really forget? Like, come on, bro, Clay. You got argue. Here's not the, even arguing. You got one of the best thing, all time in the backcourt. Like, here's the thing, though, bro. Like, I don't take like I thought that the same thought to him. I was like, bro, Steph has been whooping ass by himself. The games have been close. I can only imagine what it would be or turn out to be if he also had Clay. But I feel like when people talk about Steph and they talk about Clay, they forget what was also around them and helping them win that championship. That's what that's what I feel like a lot of people forget. So I'm not just to say Steph not going to shoot your lights out, Clay not going to shoot your lights out. The, like the, the, I'm not just to sit here and act like, oh, the Swazz brothers are not just to kill the game. Consistently, but like, though, like, they going to do that. Like, I don't see them by themselves. If you tell me, yo, I'm going to take Steph If they keep Clay, Wiggins, Oubre, Poole, but so why are you forgetting about why are you forgetting about the three headed monster? You keep Wiseman? putting two heads on that monster. James Wiseman, I like that team. Edward, that one. You, you, saying, okay, bro. okay. Y'all like about, what are y'all? What are y'all talking about in expectations? Are we talking about championship? Or y'all just saying good yeah, one bro, in the playoffs? So if James Wiseman don't take a leap, James Wiseman can't be twenty and ten for them. Shoot the three, mid range assassin, athletic around the rim. He can't be that at seven foot. I need the Lakers to win this championship. I'm saying, but if you take the lead, you're number two. I need the Lakers. I need the Lakers to win this. I feel like with I feel like with uh with Wiseman, bro. He can be dangerous. Yes, I'm not. Him at the five, Draymond at the four, Wiggins at the three, Clay at the two, Steph at the one. I really like that team. What else What else? are you going to construct for me and giving them a bench? You mean, okay, so they were Oubre, talking about Oubre, Kelly Oubre uh, coming back and coming off the bench. You know what I'm saying? He would obviously have to go to the bench, but they didn't know how he felt about that. But if he want to win and be on a winning team, they got a chance to win a championship, I'd advise him. Kelly, hey, bro, it's nice weather in Kelly. Take it. Like, they may get you there, and you may be a, a, more a, a small too, component. In. I mean, they would they would have to fill out their bench. I'm not gonna lie to you. He's like, I like Jordan Poole though coming off backup two guard. I love that he just came off a career high almost 40 points. 
um, about two and a half weeks ago. I like Jordan Poole a lot. Um, and I also like Eric Pascal, I believe, second-year player. I believe either he was a rookie last year, um, second-year power four. Man, very, uh, very active around the basket, can score from the mid-range, can has shown potential to shoot the three as well. They really got a low-key team, bro. I, I, I like the Warriors, bro. If everybody come back and is healthy, if Kelly Oubre come back, I like him. I like Jordan Poole off the bench. And I like um, – I, I, I just I, – I like the who Warriors. That's a, that's a hell of an eight-man rotation right there. Who do you who do you see beating them? That's, that's, that's what I – because I need the Lakers to win now while they got this window. Yeah, because I ain't going to lie. Clay getting hurt really – it saved it saved the Lakers, bro. Because if one team can beat you from the perimeter an entire series, it's the Golden State Warriors, bro. And come on the other side and because with Steph whack ass defense, Clay is locking down first. Clay is gonna give you thirty, guaranteed consistently, and he's gonna lock down whoever the fuck, including LeBron. Well, he's not gonna lock down LeBron. That's the only person he don't lock down. Everybody else, he gives he he wreaks havoc. Two-way master. Um, okay, so y'all got all that out as it relates to the Warriors. Um, Who's this is Okay, all right, obviously we're not talking about this year. We're not talking about this year. No. I, I don't, and we're talking about matching firepower for firepower. I don't think we can sit here and act like they just to walk through the nets if they stay together as they continue keep to keep keep building. So you're asking me who's going to beat them. But we just I asked y'all what are y'all talking about in regards to expectations. Y'all talking to me is like, this is going to be a real re competitive West. And if the Clippers get beat in this first round, I foresee Kawhi going to the Miami Heat, and that could potentially be a very big problem for the Nets. I'm not going to because argue if you against the Warriors being competitive, having Steph and Clay. I actually love the league if the Clippers lose in the first round and uh, why leave? Got to get broken up. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> I actually love that for the league because if Kawhi go to Miami, bro, I'm not so sure that shit is just a walk in the. I'm not so sure that East is just a big ass walk in the park no more. Because you got Aladipo coming back off the injury in addition to a hypothetical Kawhi Leonard to that team if the Clippers lose, right? So this is a huge hypothetical. I actually love Miami. I love the Sixers still. I love the Nets, obviously. And then Milwaukee is still going to be there. So you got a hell of a And then if Gordon Hayward comes back and is healthy for the for the emerging Hornets. If the, the, the East look, I'm talking about just from a pure standpoint of because you got to think about it. Before Gordon Hayward got hurt, they were three or four games above 500, bro. They were going to make the playoffs. It was, so you like, you tilting your head, bro. Before LaMelo and Gordon Hayward got hurt, bro, they were trending upward. It's so just a shame you that, know, you know, injuries of the real season, you know, if it's to the, you know, main players. But um, the East definitely is taking a turn for the better, man. And it's, it's by damn time because they've been a week of conference for a while. It'll come between the Warriors and the Nets. And they got and Russell and Bradley deal. Like I, don't, I don't, I don't, I don't trust a KD Kyrie and James Harden combination against a championship Clay Thompson, Steph Curry, and Draymond combination. I just don't trust it, bro. I'm sorry. I don't trust it. I'll never trust that. 
And yeah, they might have to. We got to have to see next year on what teams get put around. Maybe they keep Blake Griffin and all that other shit. Because Maybe people forgetting how lethal forgetting how lethal Dre, Steph, and Clay is. And then with Andrew Wiggins playing like how he is, and then Jordan Poole on the resurgence. And then you company that with James Wiseman, bro, like, that's going to be a tough team, bro. What do you think? So you think – okay, not so you think. Because this is how I see it. I see KD, like, going to win a championship with these niggas, right, and then going with the Nets. And now they came back <laughs> together. Now he got to turn around and look at the niggas that he used to win a championship with. Like, they're going to look at him like, ah, oh, nigga, you think we scared of you? Because you got a Kyrie and a James? Okay, let's 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 go. Come on, then let's – I feel like I can call it right now, bro, Golden State and Brooklyn next year. Because I, I don't trust I, – I, you know, I love the Lakers. I do not trust the Lakers. This Once is a hell of a conversation about the impact of Clay Thompson, though, which is – because he adds tremendous value on the defensive end as well as being the second-best shooter alive, which is crazy to me. Well, second-best shooter that has ever played in the NBA. My, 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 thing, my, my thing with the Warriors, like I already said earlier, like I'm not taking anything away from the capability of Steph Clay yesterday as well as Draymond Green. It's not just about points. Uh you can impact the game in more ways than points. Um, so, uh, I know you threw uh, Andrew Wiggins in there. Don't believe in his consistency as a player. I just don't. I feel like that's Him a fair being the fourth option on that team, I like him as a fourth option. He's like averaging about 20 points a game right now. I like that as a fourth option with James Wiseman being the third option. 16 and like 4. But what's like going ever with the Brooklyn Nets, though? I like that. I like what that. What do you mean? So, 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 hold on. So hold you on. Said let, about, let, 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 me, let me finish. Let me finish with the Warriors. Let me finish with the Warriors. Uh, yeah, not taking anything away. Clay, Steph, uh, Draymond, uh, Andrew Wiggins. Ah, I'm not sold on him. Uh, overall. As the fourth um, option? As a fourth option. Being a part of a championship caliber team, I am not sold on him. That's my take. Simple and plain. Uh, so why Barnes is better? See the scene, but um, okay, um, so uh, Wiseman, uh, could he turn turn the corner soon? Have that potential? Injury had an injury, absolutely. He could do that. He could be dangerous. I ain't sold that. I'm I'm guaranteeing it's gonna happen and it's gonna be a part of a championship makeup in like one or two years. Like I feel like y'all are saying, but I'm not saying it's impossible to happen. That's that's how I feel. Um, another thing is. I believe in the core makeup of those championship teams. I feel like the championship team, the teams that were winning even before Kevin Durant would, I believe, wash the team that they have now. Um, and apart from, like, uh, the beauty, and I think their championships uh, back then was the, flu the fluidity of their offense and how it wasn't just 2K, run down the court, take a three, your turn, step, your turn, Clay. Um, and so I wonder, obviously, right now, the offense seems a bit stagnant. Uh, Steph, here you go. Your turn, run off screen, hold the ball, hold the ball. Okay, now Steph's open. Here you go. Uh, so I trust Steve Kerr to have a mind to be able to, like, bet. We got you back, Clay. Let's rock. But 
in terms of like cultivating like that championship caliber. Yo, we Poochie, what are you saying, bro? Edward, like we got the nucleus, we got Clay, we got Steph. Like, let's like let's not ignore the vets. You know what I'm saying? Like, let's not ignore ignore the vets that were on their team. Livingston, bona fide vet, knew knew his role, knew what he needed to do. Uh, equal dollar, Iggy, Finals MVP, knew his role, knew what he needed to do. Um. Uh, Wes had his role, knew what he needed to do. Uh, David Lee, you know what I'm saying? So, like, these are like these guys are like experienced, been in the league. And I feel like, obviously, oh, well, you got more youthful talent, but it's just like, I'm not I feel like the years that Clay has been hurt, it has grown the Warriors bench tremendously in ways that they would not have grown had Clay had been healthy and had been taking up all those minutes because we all know that Clay definitely would have been taking all those minutes. So being that he's been hurt the past couple years, they've got to experience some real growth offensively, defensively, of just going through the rigors of a season and having that real game time experience. So when it does get deep in season, they're not – it isn't like they aren't used to playing that deep and not getting minutes. That's, They'll that's be true, ready. Izzo. That's true. I don't or or more ready that. than they would have been. Right. That's true and that's fair, but, like, those games and getting that experience, like, we can't also ignore the fact that, like, playoff championship caliber basketball is completely different than regular season basketball. Hey. We can't we can't take away and ignore that. So, right. But when so you have you. the three pivotal pieces on your team with championship DNA, I'm not worried about people's mindset and where they're supposed to be. Though experience is, you know, the number one uh, resource that you can rely on and pull from in the playoffs. But I feel as though having seasoned vets around you, Hall of Fame caliber players around you, letting you know exactly what's about to happen, what to expect, and how to behave and how to prepare for the moment, I believe they're in an advantageous situation to exude that same kind of championship DNA. I feel like it'll bleed from everybody else, bro. I think you, you may be underrating it slightly, but I think this experience has been a really – this been a brewing pot for a good while. So if Clay come back and he healthy, bro, this shit gonna be you. And I ain't even a Warriors fan, bro, but I, I know basketball and I have seen it before, bro. We were just talking about these niggas last time I seen Clay, bro. Went them niggas in the goddamn conference finals. Did that did that did that not just happen? But then like I mean, bro, like they gonna be there. TBD. Did the Clippers lose to the Mavericks and get exposed? That shit is done. Yeah, I guess they're gonna uh, forever be the Clippers. Um, there's one more thing. Um, yeah, I'm more. I think with the Warriors, like I'm more uh, licking my chops at uh, how Steve Curry's like. If anything, really is going to change within the off the offensive like scheme and set compared to like you know when they was going on they had their championship runs. Uh, so, and how the other guys that y'all are talking about will fit in that. And it's not, and it's not just being about Clay and Steph trying to go for 50 apiece every night to keep them in games. Um, so, yeah. I'm telling you, bro, if that happens, it's not going to really be games. Them shits is going to be blowouts, but, but go ahead. Yeah. Thank you for getting, bro. <laughs> this shit was pretty close this year with just Steph. <laughs> This close to making it. I think add Clay, that's at least two rounds in the playoffs. 
They ain't earned that. Yeah, <laughs> this is a theory too. It is a theory too. It's far fetched, but could have threw them. We love Show you how good they can be. Show the team how good they can be. No one they can't win a championship. Please remember to always respect the game. Please go follow Emac Stacks for all your sports coverage from high school all the way up to the big leagues. Please, yeah, if you ever want to go shine hard, go follow my guy. He's going to teach you how to shine. He's going to teach you how to stunt, all that good shit. If you ever want to get some black peace in your life, of course, go follow my boy Black Peace. And go listen to that Talk and Smoke. Go check that out. Uh, and that's B-L-A-Q-U-E. P-E-A-C-E, Black Peace. Um, we thank y'all so much for watching. We we really appreciate it. We do not take it for granted. You guys allow us to just have fun and fellowship with our brothers while y'all you know, just watch us goof around, and we thank y'all for that. Um, y'all take it away, man. See y'all next week. <laughs>